it up for Ohio State. You've waited all day for this. So look that team standing away. He's going to take it to the house. 85 yards. Down the right side going. Devin Smith got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. The one show that's nothing but the Buckeyes. Oh, and Graham for the touchdown. Kraft shoots it high on the right for three. Yeah. This is the Buckeye Show. Yes, it is. Little pro day action here on a Wednesday in Columbus. I'm Timmy Hall. And we got our guy, Tyvis Powell, co-hosting today. Tyvis, how we doing, my man? Oh, Timmy. Timothy, you know how the show starts off and it says, you've been waiting all day for the Buckeyes. And you know, that's exactly how I feel, man. I've, I've been waiting for this moment all day just to sit there and talk yeah. with my man, man, Timothy Hall. It's great, right? The day's pretty much done. And then <laughs> we get to talk about the Buckeyes and a lot going on. I mean, this is... It really starts to ramp up. I, I'll give them credit. It really does feel like football season. You Because spring football, they give you so much access. You have multiple days a week where they're having interviews with players and coaches. So you can go over there, take a recorder, and just get a bunch of football content. And then when you cram pro day in the middle of it, and we're getting ready for the NFL draft, and there's always Buckeyes that are going to be draft eligible and likely first-round picks. And we got a couple of superstar wide receivers that we loved watching wearing the scarlet and gray, and our attention span certainly carries us through to the NFL draft. And I, I, I don't know what percentage of Buckeye fans hardcore cares about the guys when they go to the league, if they follow them specifically because they're Buckeyes, or only so much if they you know, flock to one of their favorite NFL teams or a team they follow. I don't know what that is, but we certainly will follow this through because we're going to use it to then go and recruit here at Ohio State with the well-oiled machine wherever these guys are picked. If you've got two first-round wide receivers, that's going right into the recruiting material for how you keep on going. Not <laughs> like Brian not like Brian Hartline needs it, right, Tyvis? No, not at all. I mean, if you look at his resume and just what he's produced and how well his – his receivers perform in college. I mean, that's all you need to go off of. I mean, he almost had three wide receivers this season with a thousand yards apiece. I mean, his resume speaks for himself. Ron Rivera was there. Tyvis was my guy. Washington really? Commanders you, coach. I'm it, pretty sure it, most every coach was there. Wait, I don't have a wait a minute, Tim. Did you put in a word for me? I, we had a conversation about this off the air. No did man, I was go- on the air here today. I didn't go. Oh, Where were you? Man. Why didn't you go down to pro day and schmooze with your guys? I don't. Want you couldn't to get invited. That. Yeah, you know, I'm not a, I'm not, a, the program doesn't love me as much as oh, they used to. Oh, give me a break. <laughs> they don't care about me no more, Tim. It is what it is. Well, hey, you, I, I'm, there's video here from uh, our guy Griffin Strum at 11 Warriors. Ron Rivera is chit-chatting with Brian Hartline. We know, you know, we were looking uh, together at a couple of mock drafts before the show, and the one on CBSSports.com does have Washington picking a wide receiver at number 11. It's just not Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson. I think they would be wise if they're, if Garrett Wilson is there, why don't you just go ahead and take him? Just go ahead and take Garrett Wilson, number five, at number 11 overall, and have Buckeye wide receivers on both sides of the line of scrimmage for Carson Wentz to throw to. I think that would be a pretty good idea because we're seeing, and I talked about this a lot with uh, T-Bone today, with the news of... Tyreek Hill going to the Miami Dolphins. It ain't yes. enough. It ain't enough anymore just to have one. And you're off to a great start with Terry McLaurin. I think the face of the franchise there going forward for the Washington Commanders. You put another superstar wide receiver on the other side of him, and that's how you become 
on your way to being an unstoppable offense. I'm not saying that's it, because I don't know if Carson Wentz is ultimately going to be the deal, but then you could address that again in the future if you must. But if you're looking for a wide receiver and you're picking number 11, eh, just go ahead and take Garrett. I'd be, I think that'd be good. I actually agree with that, Tim. I mean, you might as well give uh, Carson all the weapons he may need to try to be successful this year. And if it doesn't work out with him, you know that it, you have at least for the next quarterback in the future, you know you have the re- the receiving weapons he needs for him to be successful, and that'll be a bridge to cross. But if Carson Wentz does do well, I mean, you have to at least give him a chance to try to shine in this league. And not to mention, if they do draft Garrett Wilson with that pick, and they so happen to keep Curtis Samuel as well, man, that would be a straight Buckeye wide receiver core. I think you can't go wrong with that. You'll you'll have to you participate in this day, but I'm just I'm giving you my perspective as as an outsider looking in. This all looks, feels, and appears to me as something that is more stressful and more daunting than even the on-field drills at the NFL Combine. You're just so bottled in. Everybody seems to be right on top of you, and there's Ah. so many representatives from the NFL just staring right at you. There's only a few of you, too, and it's... It's like you don't want to screw up when you're at home, you know? Like, you feel like you gotta be great. It's your home. Like, you can't be bad here. I can see why you would think that. Actually, it's the exact opposite, actually. You know, the Combine is more... Is more stressful than pro day because at the combine you typically are you you by yourself. It ain't no typically you are you just by your is you. But when you at home when you with your you got your teammates like with me it was me Von and Eli like I felt so comfortable because it's like I've been with Von and Eli like all these years so it's like I don't know just something about being around your guys and doing drills with your guys it just reminds you of those those Saturdays and those those extra days that you spent in there when y'all was alone drilling it just felt like another one of those days you don't really pay attention to who's there what coaches is there what general managers is there because that doesn't really matter because as long as you go out there and do what you're supposed to do and know what you're capable of that's all that matters yeah I, I liked uh, following Ohio State football's Twitter account today there's a I don't know if you if you scrolled through that yet, Tyvis, but if if you could do it in the break, and I urge everyone else to, the funny one for me is Haskell the Rascal, and they made the photo black and white, right? For well, effect, he jumped, artistic. Well, he yeah. jumped. It looks yeah. like a, a soaring eagle, right? Or a frog, like just in mid-stride. It looks it looks like a it doesn't look like the human body can contort that way, especially <laughs> a man at the size of Haskell Garrett. He's mid-broad jump. And I, I didn't see what his distance was. What do you think a guy like that would, would jump in the broad? Ah, uh, probably nine, eight, maybe. Almost 10 feet, you know, just short yeah. of 10 feet. Yeah, something like that. I mean, I, all I hit was 10 feet. So, yeah, <laughs> I was, but jumping wasn't my thing. So I would okay. imagine, you know, I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say he's more, he's a little athletic than he looks. I'm so seeing, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, nine, scan- eight. I'm scanning a bunch of uh, Griffin's tweets and uh, who was there that day following all things uh, pro day. Nine, eight was Tyreek Smith's. So I found his. I'll try, I'll get you the word on Haskell's when I sure. find it. But the other thing that was making a lot of noise today out there at Pro Day, not just the Ohio State guys that are draft eligible in 2022 here in a couple months or next month, we're talking about CJ Stroud, who could be the number one overall pick in the 2023 draft. You know, there was some buzz going on around around him where Matt Miller, who a lot of people follow him on Twitter, who is a, a draft scout. And, you know, he he was asking 
some people who were there, some scouts, hey, who'd you like? You know, who'd you like today? And they're like, I'll tell you who I liked. I liked that quarterback that was out there. <laughs> <laughs> Referring to C.J. Stroud. And here was Ryan Day just yesterday on Stroud getting to take part in pro day with his teammates. I think that's the biggest thing is be there to support uh, his teammates and try to put on a good show. I think part of it, you know, we put too much pressure on something like that. So I think for him to be out there and, and um, you know, help those guys be be comfortable is important. Cardell will be out there as well. And then they've thrown a little bit. So, uh, but, but it's a good opportunity for CJ to go through it and just see what that's like and feel it. So uh, when he's there next time, uh, he'll be maybe a little more comfortable. CJ show, man. Just let that guy get back there and sling it. He's having some fun, I bet. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like he said, it was, it's good to get that experience, you know, at this age, you know, when you're not, when it's not your show, you know, you know what to expect next year or whenever he decides to come out. He knows what to expect. The pressure won't be on because he's already made these throws. He knows what, you know, these scouts are looking for. He knows things that he needs to work on and get better because I'm pretty sure, I don't know, I didn't watch his tape, so I don't know if he really had, if he missed any throws today. I do, I think I read that it was a couple of drop balls today, so. Um, I think he'll make sure that he's cleaned up and they are, and every ball is able to be caught next year. And also, man, I, I shout out to Cardell for going out there, man. He was out there trying to, you know, he I seen a couple of his passes. He definitely still got it. Hopefully, you know, he gets a look or something comes out of this for him. What's he trying? What ultimately could come out of you just throwing at a pro day? Because we have we do come across this every single year. Nothing seems to happen for you know. Troy's done this. You've got guys that are that are done playing that do this. And in any way, like specifically to Cardell, do you know if he's still trying to get a look or close to getting one? Um, I know for sure that he's definitely uh still wants to play. I mean, I think he spoke about that today in the media when they asked him about it. He definitely wants to keep continue to play. Um, I don't know if he, but prior to this, if he had anybody looking at him. Um, the only thing I know about him is that he did that XFL thing, and I know that league is starting up soon. I don't know if he has plans on going back, but he seems to me to be heavily involved in that new NIL stuff, and you know, trying to get these student athletes, trying to get these Ohio Ohio State athletes he's paid so um i think he's if they, if he doesn't get an nfl opportunity i think he was main he'll focus back on just that nil stuff yeah what was the team he was with he was playing in dc wasn't he with the yeah, dc he was, he commanders was, is that what their name the, was? It was it was the defenders defenders yeah that's <laughs> right yeah it was the defenders very close to the new actual name of uh, the washington football team but uh, pro day happened today at ohio state and it's an exciting time for these guys as we approach the NFL draft outside of the wide receivers. Is there a guy that that particularly interests you? Someone whose career you've you've just loved following. I mean, we're, we're all Haskell Garrett fans, right? So yes. I, I think you know we're gonna we're gonna enjoy and appreciate wherever he goes because we know you know everything from his story and how maybe he shouldn't be playing football. Maybe he's not on this planet right now if. It doesn't go exactly that way that night. So with him getting shot in the face, I mean, how close you're talking inches away from life or death. And here he is getting this chance to go out there and put on a show and clearly some offensive linemen for Ohio State, too, that are going to be picked a little bit down from the top guys at that position. Certainly, we expect they could get in and improve themselves and help some NFL teams out. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's... The guy who actually I wanted to see who actually incites me a little bit is Tyreek Smith. I mean, he he's a guy that came on late and 
Well, he didn't come on late. I think he made some plays at Ohio State. Uh, him coming from the Cleveland area, I always am biased and always rooting for guys that come yeah. from the Cleveland area. So I would like to see him. I think he did pretty well in the Senior Bowl. I think he was able to raise his draft stock up a little bit more. Um, I wish he could have made a, a, a some more plays at Ohio State. But I think the plays that he made sometimes were huge, and it showed that he has you know a special skill set and a special set of athleticism that can actually do well in the NFL. So I hope somebody give him an opportunity opportunity and uh he's able to raise his draft stock off of this pro day hey by the way we here at the buckeye show we are sponsored by Moomoo express car wash that's the home of the unlimited wash club big day for the football team we're going to go into day two of our breakdown of the future of buckeye basketball where we go from here including keeping our eye on the transfer portal market and the kind of guy i would like to see ohio state sign that's next it's the buckeye show on the fan Always imitated, never duplicated. Your Heritage Sports Talker and flagship home for Ohio State Athletics. The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. If the colors scarlet and gray made a sound, that sound would be this. This is the Buckeye Show. Timmy Hall and Tyvis Powell. Timmy and Tyvis on the Buckeye Show. So what's your what's your latest thought on Malachi, man? I don't know if you saw the latest ESPN mock. It's got Branham going 16 overall now, two spots <laughs> ahead of EJ. So yeah. Are you serious? Wait a minute, Tim. Yeah. Are you serious? Uh, of course Tim. I'm of course I'm serious. I mean it, it makes you feel like he's gone, doesn't it? So listen. Remember, I know we got we, had- we can't put the cart ahead of the horse. He's got to test the waters and hear that for real, but you know, they're not just – I know yeah. they're trying to get clicks a little bit, but they're not trying to just get clicks from people in Columbus, Ohio. That's It's not that important to them. Tim, listen, we – uh remember we had that conversation like a month ago. We was like – I was like, yeah, if he uh does well – if, and he should go out there and test the water, but I think he should come back, you know, just to play another year. If he's projected 16th – it ain't no thought. We don't even need to have a conversation. You know, he it's can like that now. Yeah, I, I mean, but you, you know what? The mock drafts don't mean anything. You, you got to go see for yourself. You have to go out there and see what they say because anybody can make a mock draft, and, and have, that's that's all opinionated. You know, you got to go out there and get the facts and see what these NFL offices are saying to do. They have you ranked that high, like the 16th best guy on the, out of this draft. If so, then yeah, go ahead and go. But if not, then you might want to come back. But I, I, if that's the case, I think he's gone. Man. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's sad to say. <laughs> it is. It's sad for us as Buckeye fans. It's great for him as a young man and as a player to come in here and have that kind of that to make that kind of an individual. You know, gain because with the way that this roster was set up, if Justice Suing was here perfectly healthy all year, there's no Damn. way Malachi would have been able, would have even had the chances to put up the numbers that he did. He still That's would have true. improved, but there's no way he's that front and center. With this offense, and you know, that's the situation. That was the hand we were dealt, and here we are. You know, actually, that's that's funny that you bring that up because I was sitting back thinking this is, has nothing to do with Ohio State, but I was thinking about that with the Cleveland Cavaliers. You know, if Colin Sexton didn't go down at the beginning of the season, would we have seen Darius Garland? Would we have known Darius Garland to be the star that he is today? He's not an so all-star. Was, no way. 
Right? No, yeah, yeah. no, because no Colin would have took the ball out of his hands. So, yeah, <laughs> right, that's what yeah. I'm saying. My ball. I'm going to shoot 22 <laughs> times a game. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's uh, for, uh, injuries is unfortunate, but, you know, it's, it, it also provides opportunity for other people as well. And, obviously, Malachi stepped up, and he really took advantage of this opportunity. And, and now he's got a chance to hear his name on day one of the draft. Yeah, and, you know, I actually sat next to one of these guys. You ask, like, you know, you know who they are and it's opinion based and all that i will tell you just getting to sit next to one of these espn nba draft scouts the articles that most people are following on espn plus are done by jonathan givoni and mike schmitz i was sitting next to mike schmitz at the iowa game right so he was ready to write mostly about who who do you think Keegan Murray, EJ, yeah. oh, I was about to say EJ, EJ for Ohio State, clearly, yes, but Keegan Murray and EJ Liddell, and we both were kind of having fun, like because Keegan was sensational in that game, and he hit some shots in that first half, and I only watched the first halves, and then I got a hightail back here to be at the studio for post game, but there were some just head shaking shots by Keegan Murray where he could just do whatever he wants to do, and yeah, he's going to be a big time player big-time player in the NBA. It's why they have him number five, right? It's Chet Holmgren one, Jabari Smith-Auburn two, Paolo Bancaro three, Jaden Ivey four for Purdue, and Keegan Murray five. But, you know, Malachi, I, I don't recall, like, how much he was there to talk about Malachi Branham or to watch him, but he's just someone that forced his way in, right? He just he he forced his way up these draft boards and... And we hear stories like this all the time, right? We were just talking about one of them earlier today where scouts might go or you might head somewhere to recruit a certain guy and then you wind up thinking of somebody else because they shot. uh, Yeah. Chris Olave. Chris Olave got here. John Morant, right? John Morant, his story and how he goes to Murray State and then crashes the NBA draft after, you know, his second season with the Racers. So I'm with you. This isn't just the 100% oh he's gone. He's got to test the waters. He's got to get that tangible proof. And even that's not 100%, but they can tell you their thoughts, they can tell you what we think, the draft grade, right? And that's going to be what ultimately is is the deciding factor for you of should I stay in the NBA draft or should I come back to Ohio State? I do. The only thing that could save you is that Maybe he could be convinced that he could be a top three overall pick, like maybe yeah, I mean, two overall, like D'Angelo, if he comes back. But that's about the only difference. But well, are you? Is he willing to make that that the sacrifice and that yeah. risk? Because right, you know right. injuries is a part of this thing. You don't know how the season's going to go. Only thing you can go off of is what you've already done. You know, and that's it's hard to duplicate things. You'll be the guy next season, so teams will be all over you. You'll be the guy they game plan for. So it, it might not go the same way. You know. Yeah, and so which is why when I I take a look at this twenty four seven sports, you know, take a look at the the latest players that have become available in the transfer portal. You know, there's the type of guy, and I'm not even necessarily saying that they need this position, but again, it wouldn't be bad. I would not mind seeing them going out and getting the most dominant five guy that becomes available if they can get it. There's a kid from Utah Valley that is a 19 and 14 a game guy 
right? Mm. And and that's that's, that's a mid, video game. Yeah, numbers. it's a mid major, but I don't care if you're like a player of the year type at your mid major school. That's t- that's what you got to go is after. He, is he one of them seven footers? He's six eleven, two forty five. Ah, oh, so yeah. Come on home. Yeah. Come like, on home. He, he's, a Cana- <laughs> he's a Canadian guy. Uh, he's had uh, 27 double-doubles, scores in the post, mm. obviously dominates on uh, the glass, evidenced by the numbers, 14 you a game, passes a little at, bit out of the post, two assists per game. He'll be at Purdue next year. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's too short for Purdue, right? You got to have a seven foot three guy or taller if you're going to be at <laughs> Purdue. So it's it's that again. Like I'm not saying you know th- this kid from Utah Valley. That's exactly who Ohio State is going to get, and they're going to end up with him. His last name I think it's pronounced uh, Amik. A M I A I M A Q. Sorry. So a uh, Fardaz Amik, center from Utah Valley. But that's the type of swings that Ohio State needs to make. They need big cuts in the batter's box this time around. It cannot be role players or reserve players. Jalen Llewellyn, I think you were here, Tyvis, last week when we started looking at these guys. He's a 16-4 and guy from Princeton, you know? So you, you, you're getting a, a certain quality and certain caliber of of player in person if they could be recruited and attend a school like Princeton. So that's good. And this guy can straight up ball as well. I think if Seth Towns was healthy, we were going to absolutely love what that guy was going to become here at Ohio State. So those are just some examples of the types of players that we're going to need to see Ohio State going after because if this stuff is real with Malachi, you really do need to rebuild an entire roster with your freshmen coming in and a lot of guys in the transfer portal to make it happen. We'll get we'll get some thoughts from Dave Holmes on this, who's hanging around, and it's time for our Wednesday segment. I also want to ask him if we are ready to embrace how wild and crazy name, image, and likeness is going to make things. And I don't think there's enough NIL in the world that would sway Malachi Branham if we're talking top 15 pick in the NBA draft. But either way, we'll get into that. Dave Holmes from 10TV in on the discussion. It's the Buckeye Show on the fan. Never short on opinions, always short on class. Common Man and T-Bone. Weekdays from 3 to 6. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. A man so professional, he wears a suit to a radio interview. He's 10TV's Dave Holmes. Yes, he is. Timmy and Tyvis here with you on the Buckeye Show. Now Dave Holmes from 10TV. Must be nice to have all that name, image, and likeness money. Must be nice. Be able to wear all these suits, have all these, <laughs> yeah. all these t-shirts to wear see, before we put the suits on. See, we have name, image, likeness in TV. It's called payola. And what it says is if you take anything free, so much as a $5 Starbucks gift card, you're fired. That's, yeah. that's our name, image, mm. and likeness. Have you ever read these did local the, TV did contracts? Did the crew get that memo before they, you know, send us all the boxes? Yeah, and you know, goodies? and you know what? We we can't take pictures of and post it for that reason. No, yeah, no. because it, what, they're, what goodies? They're, yeah, what goodies? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you can't prove anything, Tim Hall. You're gonna get me fired for a volunteer radio gig. What a great, great Wednesday this is shaping up no, to be. I'm wearing my Tiberi jersey to the next game. <laughs> you should. <laughs> so we we were talking about this in in the last break. I'll start with the Buckeye basketball because Malachi Branham is clearly he's going to continue to shoot up these NBA mock drafts. Mm -hmm. Mm. He's now past EJ Liddell in ESPN's (laughs) latest one 16 where EJ is 18. Now what all have they seen 
you know, in the tournament run, he was the better player offensively in the Villanova game. He was making all the buckets that brought them back in it. It's going to take a two-way deal. You're going to have to show what you can do defensively to be a mainstay in the NBA, but they don't necessarily need to see that right at the beginning. We know that. How concerned are you to see him that high up as far as him coming back for a second year? Yeah, it's kind of funny. This is the one time of year where Buckeye fans root against their own player. <laughs> you <laughs> you want to read somewhere that Malachi Branham flopped a workout like, oh, good, he's down to a second round player. Now we're going to keep, keep him another year. Like EJ did last yes, year versus exactly, Dwayne. EJ exactly. didn't look so hot. Oh, yeah. that's too bad. Caleb Wesson, <laughs> when he heard Caleb Wesson's not with all right, we want another year of Caleb Wesson. Yeah. yeah. So this is the one time of year where you secretly kind of root against him. But no, Malachi Branham could not be a, a nicer guy. He's such a fun person to be around. We wish him nothing but the best. It reminds me a lot of Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson in that mm. Olave was the better college player and the the older college player and kind of the staple. But if you just watched Garrett Wilson, you thought, yeah, he might be a little better. And, and that's kind of how I look at these guys where Interesting. EJ's been the face of the program for two full years now. And he's had a solid fresh, freshman season as well. But if you just look at him, you say, yeah, that young guy over there is probably a long-term better player. Now, Malachi needs to get better at a lot of stuff. He needs to get better defensively. He's still not you know, a bulky guy. I mean, he could definitely get a little bigger and a little stronger. So I think there will be parts of his game that they'll pick apart. But the thing about the NBA draft, it's not like the NFL where you have to be there for three years and you want to come in ready to play. The NBA draft is a borderline developmental draft anyway at this point. I mean, there are maybe, what, three to six rookies that actually perform well that in the NBA. Impact that guy. are like, 10 to 15 point per game guys. Mobley type of guys. Exactly, yeah. right. Cade yeah. Cunningham's doing well. There, there are only two or three rookies in the NBA right now contributing. So because of that, I think Malachi is going to hover in that late lottery mid-first round. And now the debate is, do you take that money, which 90% of us would, or in the NIL era, can someone throw a pile of cash his way and if you're Malachi Branham and someone gives you 500 grand or a million to mm. come back, now it might be worth the gamble to try to play one more year and be a top five pick where the guaranteed money goes up seven to 10 million. Does that make sense in the NIL era where you could make a case to come back? Tyvis, yes. it's a start, yeah. right? Listen, so, so you telling me you're going to give me a million dollars to come run it back another season? Yeah. <sighs> but but you'd make more. Than that. You'd make more. <laughs> wait, than wait that. a minute. Let yeah, me think you, about it. Wait, let, let me go NFL talk. So you telling me if I was projected a mid first rounder mm -hmm. potentially, mm -hmm. and you telling me you give me a million dollars coming, I'm still going because that exactly. means that's, that's just too much money to just leave on. It's the It's too table. much to leave on the table. So the gamble there. Now some guys have gambled. Matt Leinart gambled with no nil. Uh, wink, wink. That we know of. Um, you know, <laughs> so, so guys have done it, but it's very rare. I'm with you, Tyvis. I think if you have a guaranteed four year contract sitting in front of you, I take the contract, but I'm saying a case could be made if the pile's big enough and you want to bet on yourself, a la Max Scherzer. Some athletes do that. I'm a risk adverse guy, so I would take the guaranteed money, but some guys who want to bet on themselves might want to come back. Do it again and try to be a top three pick and let maybe me, double that contract. Let, let me just give you guys some perspective while, while we're talking about it. Timmy Tyvis and Dave Holmes here on the Buckeye Show talking about Malachi. So I'm looking at, let's take the number three overall pick. Yeah, give me some salary let's slots. Yeah, take the number three overall pick for that matter. 6.7 mil first year, 7 mil second, 7.4 third year. Okay, so Pretty average big. seven. Okay. Let's go down to say 
Because just mm. because someone says he's the 16th overall pick, that mm. doesn't make it so. Let's let's go back to somewhere within reason, say like 22 overall. Okay. 22 overall. 2.0 million Ooh. first year, 2.1 second, 2.2 third. Okay, so it's you're looking big difference you're looking in at cash. 21 over 6. So you're looking at 15 million to be gained. So, knowing that. If someone that, pays you, say, a mil. Now you're getting half that one more year of your trouble. Yeah, so basically they're saying, Ooh. we'll give you 1 mil instead of 2 mil this year. But the upside, you might gain 15 mil if you can turn it into something. Tyvis, knowing what you know now, are we still mm. going pro? Mm. Yeah, because it ain't no guarantees <laughs> that you're going to duplicate them numbers. <laughs> like, so, listen, Dave, Dave, he he wasn't the guy that the teams were game planning for. EJ was. Yeah. So you now you got to come back next season and be the guy. You know, yeah. you, you don't know you don't know your health. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if you might slip and fall or well, twist the knee or something. In the, in the, you don't know. It's too many variables that you don't you can't control in, in the thing. You got guaranteed money sitting on the table. I'm going with the for show every time. And, and therein is the problem of the the calendar on this too of when you got to make these decisions mm-hmm. and you got to sort of know exactly what justice's plans are is yeah. he going to be a part of this is seth towns going to ever get healthy and be a part of this what kind of big swings as we were just talking about in the transfer portal are you going to make because i i don't think there's even a doubt that malachi whether they're going to game plan against him or not he will improve. Be a better He's going to be a better player. You mentioned, I think the big thing is really the strength and conditioning. Mm-hmm. He gets stronger in the yeah. offseason. He's lean. He's but quick. Tim, he's wait a minute, Tim. he's a better player. Yeah. Wait a minute, Tim. But you know what? If he gets in this NBA facility and this NBA program, we can get him where we want him to be. He can, we can work with him, help him improve with, with the areas that we want him to improve on. All while no, I, getting I paid know. millions yeah. of dollars. I mean, I, 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 know. I just... It's hard to go against that. <laughs> no, I'm I'm with you, Tyvis. Now you are you do sound like the agent for Malachi Branham right now. I'm not sure if you don't have a contract signed. Here. <laughs> no, I'm with I'm with you though. That's why I that's why I would walk. I would never turn down life changing money for the chance of anything. But I do know guys who have done it and it's worked out. Yeah, every now and then it doesn't. So I'm with you. I'm risk adverse. I would take the money. Uh, but we're also trying to get Buckeye fans a little something here to be somewhat hopeful for. I do think there's an alternative scenario where he could come back. Dave, do you do you envision getting to a point here? Because I've always been so player a proponent of players getting you know paid a little bit more mm-hmm. than what they have been. Anything at all, really. I mean, yeah. we're not even talking about pay for play. We're talking about they can market themselves mm-hmm. because there is no product without them, mm-hmm. and there are people making millions and billions of dollars off of this. But when you see a story, and we we assume it's been reported that the guy who signed an $8 million name, image, and likeness collective deal, that is Nico Ayamalieva, the f- high five-star quarterback, who now he's the guy that has committed to the Tennessee Volunteers. They seem like a program that would have reason to pay whatever it costs <laughs> to try to get back on the map, right? Even yeah. if it's not going to work. And again, like that's a program where... Just a quarterback will not be, though. There needs to be so much more than just the quarterback. Right. But you do need a quarterback. What's your thought on that going forward? Yeah, I mean, Tennessee might have to buy their way to 8-4 and four right now, the way the program totally. has been over the past decade. Um, yeah, I mean, there's the part of me like you that's always been so pro-player that I never freaked out about NIL. I just have an issue with people making billions of dollars. And when I see Lincoln Riley's house... There on the shores of the Pacific, that was seventeen million dollars. I, I just think, come on, like let the players make some of this cash. How's he actually 
got enough for that kind of place. Well, yeah. I think they helped put them up. Years I, think that was, Oklahoma. I think that was part of the part deal. Of the deal. <laughs> yeah, it was part of the deal. <laughs> well, yeah. We got you, Lincoln. Be, uh-huh. Yeah, it's going to be, be better nice. than Cliff. That you remember Cliff nice. Kingsbury and yeah. the draft photo? We'll do better. Yeah, we'll do better. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, for me, you know, I just think the players should be able to get something. But there is that part of me that just, you know, back when, like, Sam Bradford was getting a $63 million contract. Woo! And he, he, you, he never he messed it up. Yeah, Dang, he messed it up he for everybody. Up. He messed it up. So at, back then, I could understand why that felt stupid to me that Sam Bradford would instantly become a top five, top five paid quarterback. There is that part of me with NIL that makes me a little antsy about guys getting $8 million when they're in high school. I don't know, Tim. I The capitalist in me, the pro player in me says, hey, you're whatever someone's willing to pay you. That's what you're worth. But there is that part of me that I just squeam a little. I get I don't it. Know. I get am, it. Am, am I a hypocrite so young. or what? Yeah, it, 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 it does. I feel a little hypocritical too. I just, I'm coming from the, I hope someone takes care of these guys and the deals that they're signing. Mm-hmm. That's what I hope for. Yeah. Tyvis, I don't know if it's the same for you, right? Man, I would, yeah, I hope they, I, they better have somebody taking care of them on these deals because like I say, the thing about it, the thing that worries me the most is the fact that they got to pay taxes on that money and I don't think they ever, they don't know what that <laughs> yeah. is like because they ain't never had to pay no taxes. Mm-hmm. So I pray that somebody is like, hey, you know, you got to save a little bit. You can't spend all this money. Like you got to, you know what I'm yeah. saying, put some away and, you know, make sure you're doing the right things with this money. That's the thing that, that really worries me about the NIL. Well, I really wish, as they make these groups that try to get money for these players, Ohio State has one now, Cardell's a part of it, I really hope someone looks into the idea of an investment for the players, almost a pension style, where you know if you give these guys, each player, 10, 20, 30 grand, something that's a, a good amount of money, but not life-changing. Put it away. Yes. Yeah. That, that All of a sudden, when you're 35 or 40, it's like someone has a mutual fund ready Bobby for Bonilla, you. Bobby this thing for me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I would love yeah. to see something like that. You know like what? That. The Orioles could pay it. Yeah. Because they're not paying they're for not baseball pay, players. Not paying anyone else. Neither are <laughs> the Guardians. <laughs> Peter <laughs> Angelos. He'll hilarious. pay for everybody. Yeah. I would love yeah. to see something like that where it's kind of... Uh, we could find a baked-in way for the system to help generate that money. If it comes out of a T, like, you know, a collective bargain, a TV deal, you're going to get a, a billion-dollar TV deal for the playoff games. What if we set aside $20 million for the players and you divvy it? You know what I mean? I, I would love to see a responsible way nice? to do it where it's not salaries, but at least the players are taken care of Amongst the TV dollars, yeah, I would love that. Yeah, that's a good thought. Wait a minute, you think you think they care about the players? Oh much? no, I don't. I don't. I, that's, that's the problem. <laughs> okay, that's, that's it. The problem. Yeah, I was about to say, you think they care that much? Never. Nope. Dave Holmes from Ten TV. He's a guy that knows mo money, mo problems. <laughs> Just ask him. That's Watch what did, that's he, what Diddy and Biggie said. <laughs> Watch how he walks around around here. Yeah. Dave, <laughs> thanks so much for the time, my man. Yeah, less money, mo problems. <laughs> Exactly. More money, less problems. That's what I always say. We're talking about a Buckeye football player who we already know is going to be a stud. We're just trying to figure out if he'll be a record-breaking stud. We'll do that next. It's the Buckeye Show on The Fan. All the dumb things we say are on demand when you want them. Just utilize the computer chip we've implanted into your brain. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. All Buckeyes all the time. You're welcome. This is the Buckeye Show on The Fan. Yes, it is. Timmy and Tyvis hanging out with you guys on a Wednesday. By the way, you can join the Fan, 10TV, and the Ohio Education Association as we honor classroom heroes. 
These are weird times, and teachers and educators need our support and recognition more than ever. So nominate your classroom hero at 971thefan.com slash heroes. Tyvis, if you're looking for some more college basketball goodness to fill your brain and to fill your evening, Evil Bald Colin and I, we recorded a new episode of Mad About Hoops today. So you can follow us on Twitter and get the podcast wherever you get your audio and look for new episodes and complete tournament coverage. And also coming up on Monday, we'll do our third and final Monday Madness. It'll be right here on the fan at 8 o'clock. We'll take a little combination of what we do on TV with Dom and Dave, who is just in here, and Adam King, and myself and Joey Lane. So look for all that good stuff coming up. How you doing over there? What's for dinner tonight? Dinner tonight, we are deciding to save our money, and we having DiGiorno's. Not Domino's, it's DiGiorno's. Oh, I'm familiar. <laughs> I'm familiar. Pretty good. You yeah, doing yeah, the yeah. oven, the old oven rising? I haven't had a DiGiorno in quite a while. I've been on a Jackson Tombstone kick oh. for about the last year. That means you you getting paid really well. Then you eating out, huh? What's your what's your piece of place of choice in Columbus? Since I you know I'm moving down there in a couple of months, so what's your piece of choice? Piece of choice. That's funny you asked because on a Man and Bones show today we did a segment fully about pizza, and <laughs> there's an article out there that listed Columbus as the third best pizza city in yeah, America. Cleveland's second. Yeah, Cleveland's Cleveland second. second. So uh, we, he asked me. If someone was visiting, where would you take them that would sort of, you know, encapsulate, that's not even a word, just capture the essence of Central Ohio pizza? And I said, I'd take you to Flyers. And I know they have several locations, but we got a Flyers in Hilliard, and I think they're very consistent. They're very good. I've really never gone away angry or upset that a pizza wasn't good enough. It's 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 good. Good quality. Living between that 7, 8, 9 range. So... That's right. That's right. Take you. I'd say Flyers is pretty top notch. There's a lot of good ones around here, man. I'm gonna have to try it out when I get down there in a couple of months. Definitely have to look into Flyers. You know, we, me and you have some good pizza at the casino. So you know, you actually, I respect Mikey's your man. Opinion. Late late night slice is solid. When they they served up those full pies out there, those were good, man. Yeah, I respect your opinion on pizza, so y'all have to flyers. I have to check that one out. I appreciate you appreciating me. That's pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, let, me, Timothy. let me leave you with this, because with with all the uh, ooh and an ah and that we do over Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, and good gift, by the way, Bodie, on the show tweet. That is, I didn't even know that was gift yet, but Tyvis, if you didn't see the, the show tweet at the Buckeye Show on Twitter, it's Chris Olave just doing one of those Utah DBs dirty on a short route, just sort of that inside, foot in the ground, get to the pylon on the outside, Nebraska. and then stutter the feet. Oh, that was Nebraska. That's yeah. not the Rose Bowl. That's Nebraska. My bad. Either way, I didn't know that one was out there. It's just his route running to a T. There's uh you speak of that Utah game though in the Rose Bowl and it wasn't just Olave and uh, Garrett Wilson and well yeah because some of those guys didn't play in that game but Jackson Smith and Jigba was breaking records but Marvin Harrison Jr. he showed out in that game and that right there is the present and the future of the wide receivers at Ohio State. And he's also all the noise in spring camp for what he's done with his work on his body here. And Ryan Day said he's just really happy with where Marvin Harrison Jr. is right now. The expectations have always been there for him, and and not easy. But his work ethic, his approach, his attitude, 
who he is as a person. Uh, his parents raised a really great young man, and um, you know he's kind of going to do his own thing, but he's you know blessed with a tremendous amount of talent. But it really skill and discipline is off the chart too, and that's hard to find because you know some guys are just blessed with great talent, but they have they have a harder time finding that skill and that discipline. He has it both. He's created great skill and he's created great discipline. So he's had a really good off season, and uh, I'm proud of him. Tyvis, final thought, man. Last 15 seconds. Marvin Harrison's gonna be special. I mean, with the with the with the father like Marvin Harrison, D. Marvin Harrison, you have no choice but to to take the 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 ins and outs and the skills that he had. He's given him and taught him. He should be head and shoulders above a lot of receivers. I'm excited to see him this season. Well, I'll be seeing you tomorrow, man. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. I'll bless them out to be able to be on with Timothy Hall two days in a row. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's going to be good. I don't know what you've done to deserve this, but it's going to be good. So we've got the inside edge coming up from 7 to 8. From 8 to 9, more Buckeye goodness. It's the 11 Warriors radio hour. And then after that, inside the crew. And then at 10, a little thing called You'll See. It's all coming up on The Fan. What's the best way to scare your kids into submission? By blasting morning juice through the speakers. You're welcome. Morning juice. Weekdays at 6. The Fan.